0: Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder.
1: Happy Friday, Brandon, to you and yours. Of course, you speak about God on Fridays, so let's just remember that we're speaking to God, Brandon.
0: Well, I feel like that's a good reminder for everyone out there, Larry, including yourself. Where You, you kind of get a little glib at times on these shows, and we're trying to bring a sense of, of faith. To this just uh, uh, just slowing ourselves down a little bit larry so let's do that
1: before we get into this if the holy spirit is speaking to you <laughs> to tell you See, to this is what i'm sh- talking about right here i'm just saying maybe the spirit is sharing with you that you need to share this show with someone you know yeah. someone you love someone you trust also if the spirit is saying hey leave a comment
0: a review the show on any place yeah. you get the show that would really help us Brand. we do believe that god can do anything like he could oh, actually just blow we- this podcast but he works through other people so we want him to work through you through his holy spirit to spread the word about the smartacle podcast is that what you're saying no 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 by the way i don't care but if you're scoring
1: at home you just referred to god as a he three different times oh, i'm not one of those people yeah. brandon but
0: mm. you just did that's true and you know what that's probably has to do with my culturalation as a youth i kept hearing it but i do think yeah. that as you well know i believe that god is in all things male and female mm. so well, i'm okay with that. Didn't-
1: You just said it three times in 30 seconds.
0: I know. It's uh, just, you know, it's one of those habits that's
1: hard to break. Today, we're going to talk about prophetic hope with a entry from the Center of Action and Contemplation called True Realism. I freaking love this. Let me just read a smidge and then we'll do it. Hope is not primarily for the future. It's for now. Hope is a way of seeing time and understanding the present. Gives us the capacity to enter into the future in a new way. In that sense, we can call hope True Realism. Because hope takes seriously all the many possibilities that fill the moment. Hope sees all the alternatives. That's the hope of the prophet. Person who could see the moment fully is never hopeless. Hopelessness is an experience whereby a person's sight is set in one direction. The only way I'll be happy is if such a thing happens. When we can imagine only one way to be happy, we don't recognize the fullness and possibilities of the moment. We collapse if our one way, is taken away from us. Okay, Brandon, so maybe you don't know this, but there's a war in Europe. Mm. There's a war in the Middle East. Yeah. We currently don't have a functioning government in this country. I have gout. So please tell me that you have hope for the two of
0: us. Do you really have gout? Yes. Is it flared up? Is it back? Uh, it hasn't flared up in eight years, but it still lingers. Still lingers. Well, that's they do call that the rich man's disease. So huh. maybe that Thank says you. something about you. appreciate that. This is a very apropos article or uh, reading, missive, whatever you want to call it. So the Center for Action and Contemplation send out a daily reading, and Larry and I both get it. So I put the link in all the shows. So if anybody's interested in getting and seeing these, because we only do a couple, but they do one every day. So feel free to knock yourself out and read some of these because they are powerful. This is actually on a whole section on the prophets and the prophets being prophets of hope. So oftentimes in biblical literature, in Judaism, well, I guess in all three of the major world religions—Judaism, Islam, and Christianity—prophets are kind of seen as like, get right, things are going bad. Bringing the bell, right? They're out. They live out and they eat locusts and wild honey, and they—they're kind of crazy and they're you know they're antisocial or whatever. But they're really they're sort of seen as people to to remind us about things. Father Rohr is taking this a little bit differently in terms, of, which he kind of takes everything a little bit differently. He's saying that. These prophets are saying to people who are in the worst possible situations. this was a, a reading taken from 2nd Isaiah, and, and a little bit of context to that is when the Jewish people were taken into captivity in bit, Babylon, just a, just a little bit, I know I'm not going to go to rabbit hole, but it, it helps. This was a group of people, and in contact with what's going on in Israel today, they were taken into captivity, and they never knew if they would return to their home. So they were living a hopeless life, and Isaiah was saying, there is hope. Okay, so when I watch the TV
1: and the news these days Mm -hmm. and you see the buildings in Gaza that are being blown up and then you see these people, the Palestinians, literally being told, leave your home Mm -hmm. and we don't know where you're going because we're going to go blow everything up. I'm wondering how in that
0: moment when you're walking literally through the Sinai Desert, you would have hope. I guess that is the question. I mean, that is what Roar pushing into. He says, if you rely on, like, when this happens, that's when I'll be happy. I think it's probably easier for people in an in in American first world context to sort of see of it course. as like, hey, you know, when I have this other job, that's when I'll be happy. When I meet this yep. other person, that's when I'll be yep. happy. When I get this collectible, that's when I'll be happy. We all know, I think anybody that's really paid attention know that nothing's going to make you happy. If you're not happy in the worst moment, you're not going to be happy in the best moment necessarily. Really? Well, I think more so that I think we conflate those words happiness and peace. We say, oh, ha- happiness is fleeting. I, I get a, a new toy, I'm stoked for a little while. And then I'm like, uh, I get kind of like it, but I'm at peace no matter where I am. In the worst situation, I could be at peace. I think that's what he's pushing into. So imagine you
1: were a slave. Mm-hmm. On a plantation. Yeah. And your wife was in chains, your kids were serving, and there was no hope of you ever running away other than being chained and working at a cotton fields
0: for the rest of your life and your family doing that too. Where would the hope be in that? You know, that is that's the million dollar question. There was that. I remember reading uh, Eli Weissel's Night, an interview with Eli Weissel, who wrote about, you know, the Holocaust. Good old Eli. And he basically said that when the Jews were in the camps, they could tell almost immediately those people that were going to survive and those that weren't. He Mm. said because you could look in their eye and tell those people who had no hope that you had to have hope. You had to believe that someday you would be free. If we Mm. listen to the old uh, Negro spirituals, right, coming forward to carry me home, I looked over Zion, what did I see? That's a song of hope. That's a song saying someday mm. this God that these white devils forced on me and my family as they stole me from Africa, they co-opted and understood. They truly understood the God of grace and mercy, whereas their, their slave master did not understand it. Even though the slave master was one that forced them mm. to take on this religion, they said, no, God freed the Jews from slavery in Egypt and he will free us from... That is in its very core hope. It doesn't mean that you're having a great day. When the slave masters beating you, yeah, I, I, I always say, you know, people are like, "Oh, I can't believe they would strike out and be so angry." I'm like, "I can't believe they wouldn't be angry." It's those people that are that are fi- somehow find peace even when they're being absolutely persecuted that you're amazed by. So, how, the, to go back to your question about Gaza, these Palestinian people that are now being displaced, and forget about getting into like, well, who's right and who's wrong. I don't know. I mean, Hamas went over the border and killed a bunch of people. It's probably natural to seek retribution. But my hope is that some of the Jewish people and some of the Palestinian people will find hope and will find ways to reconcile through this. I don't know how that's going to happen. And that's where the hope has to come from, in my opinion, is we have to hope that somehow God can mend them. True hope, for me, is not rational.
1: The only way, if you're a slave on a plantation and you've been there for your entire life and you think your kids are going to be there your entire life or you're a Palestinian being kicked out of your home and you're about to walk the Sinai Desert for the rest of your life. The only way you have true hope is it's not rational. Rohr talks about this thing called liminal space where the you see a different realm, the actual physical realm that we live in. And he's been talking about this a lot, this liminal space. And I've I've been trying to live into that. You know that I have my issues with God and the whole Mm -hmm. thing, blah, blah, blah. But I do believe that there is a spirit that connects the entire world Everything is eternal in the universe that the God made. Space dust lives here on Earth from the beginning to the end. And I do believe you can connect with this source of God. And to have hope, if you're a slave or a Palestinian, it can't be of the rational hope that me and you see.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why that last sentence of this reading, that's the power of the prophet, to recognize that there is always another way the promise to be fulfilled, another yep. way for the divine love to reach us. That is that sort of radical hope. Like, you know, I've been thinking a lot about you, you. You and I have a lot of conversations off air, and we talk about a lot of stuff. And oh, it's the reason why we do this podcast, and it's the reason why we're friends all these years later. We we sort of both are in tune to like trying to just walk through the morass that is life. And I think that what you're, sort of you talk about that idea of liminal space. Liminal space is this idea that in suffering comes healing, right? That if we're constantly trying to, we all know those people that spend their entire life searching for their way out of anything uncomfortable. They're the yep. people that can't have a difficult conversation. Nope. They're the people, if they're in a job they don't like, they can't figure out a way to make it work. They have to jump to something else. They're the ones that are in a relationship that when the relationship is hard, they bounce. And they're constantly in a state of searching for something to get out of liminal space. Because, you know, anybody that's been married or anybody that's been a parent, Uh anybody Uh that's been a parent for any length of time knows that, man, there are moments of life with your kids. I know you guys just went with one of your kids about how to deal with a learning issue and how to deal with like how, it's hard, man. You want, all you want as a parent is to make life better for your kid. And when you can't, when your hands are tied, when you are a little stuck, that is to me the very definition of liminal space. But we know that those things in life also prepare our children for life. So those difficult times make our children better, even if it's hard on us as adults to watch it happen.
1: Absolutely. And I, yeah, you can only get to the liminal space if you don't run from it. Yeah, I think you painted a good picture about that. Only if you sit and wait for it. I don't even, I'm the wrong guy to explain it, but you got to somehow not go through the normal to get to the liminal space.
0: Well, I, I actually would push back on you a little bit there, oh, Lawrence. I'm just going like to push that. back on the fact that you're not the right guy because I I oh. oftentimes take in, into my mind that idea that you always say that I kicked you in the nuts that one time when you were saying, oh. I can't work out. And so you said, you got to get up a little bit earlier. And I always love the fact that you say, I'm going to get up for five minutes and I'm going to greet the day. And I probably get to do that once every month, maybe. I actually say, ah, oh, I got to go do... But it's so helpful for me to be reminded of others who, have, who are, are struggling as well. Like I don't feel alone in the world when I know that other people struggle as well. I spent a weekend with a bunch of friends and one of the friends talked about the fact that they had kind of never really struggled that much. And I thought to myself, wow, Ooh. that's interesting because when you don't have when when you're never challenged or pulled or pressed in another direction to actually suffer a little bit, I I wonder if we can become our best people if that doesn't happen. And I'm not saying that 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 has to happen. I'm just saying I wonder: is it possible if we haven't been forced into liminal space to have that?
1: I'm gonna take translate what you just said. Mm. What I feel like you just said is if you have an elevator in your home, oh. it's gonna be hard for you
0: to get that. Larry, that, is it, Larry again. You don't well. Let's let's say this. You don't know where someone's liminal space is you know or how what? they get there. You don't. You don't know. You don't know Brandon, if you don't walk a mile in someone's shoes, Larry. Right. Brandon, I believe
1: you're absolutely right. Once again, if you liked what you just heard, please tell your friends to listen to this. Tell your mom to listen to this. My mom is listening to this. Brandon's mom's dead, so she's not listening well, to this. She's listening in heaven. You know, I appreciate that. Like, subscribe, follow. Please help us out. God is telling me to tell you to do it right now, Brandon. Thank you for the liminal space.